Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the best of Morning Drive with Dietrich and White. An on-demand audio presentation of RedPeachSports.com and ESPN977.com. Now here's today's show. Good morning, North Louisiana. What up? How goes it? Aaron and Jake hanging out here in the Caldwell Banker Group One Realty Studio in West Monroe. John Tabor doing an excellent job back at the Sports Talk 97.7 headquarters in Ruston. The 8 o'clock hour has arrived. Let's talk a little college football, Jake. Oh, you don't have to ask me twice. Um, College Football News came out with their five-year program analysis. Uh, this is where they rank every school, every FBS school, according to several categories. I'll go through those categories real quick. And this for is you. over the course of the last five years. Five years. Uh, so what's taken into account is FBS wins. You get an attendance score. Mm-hmm. You get quality win score, elite wins. Uh, bad losses count against you. Bad wins also count against you. That's when um, when you beat an FCS team or you beat an FBS team that's finished with three losses or fewer. Uh, elite loss score, you lose to a team that finished the season with two losses or fewer. Uh, conference win percentage, draft score, and APR score, which right. is the so academic does come into play. Yes. So what about uh, people getting arrested? Uh, that's not factored in, mm-hmm. luckily for LSU. Um <laughs> All right, so we'll go from the top to the bottom. Uh, ULM came in at 113. Their five-year program analysis score was 26.9. Their biggest positive was the academic score. They got a 9.6 in that area. Their biggest negative, I'll give you one guess. Attendance. Attendance score was 1.4. Can you scroll through uh, anybody lower than that? I'm obviously of the 130, and they come in at 113. Uh, who was dead last? As far as attendance goes? Or no, just dead last overall for their program ranking in the country. Um, you have to Sorry to put second. you on the spot. Yeah, you certainly And are. I will say in terms of uh, academics, uh, that was one thing Todd Berry actually cleaned up quite a bit. Coming out of Weatherby, they had some major APR issues. Yeah, I'm trying to find it. Okay. Um, so ULM is at 113 and 130 overall. 130 overall. Well, 130 overall was UMass. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> then Charlotte and Coastal Carolina. Yeah, so ULM at 113. Then you you got to go down. I'll say ULL was at 90. Um, their biggest positive was they had 28 FBS wins. Their biggest negative was they had a lot of bad losses. Mm-hmm. Um, so their their analysis score was at 40.8. You look at the Cajuns and where that program was going under Hudspeth, and it appeared that they were on this you know trek upwards, and it, you couldn't tell where they were going to end. And then it all actually all started to unfold. And I think you can go back to when Louisiana Tech went down there and just gave them a royal whipping. And to a lot of people, that came as a huge surprise. Of course, Kenneth Dixon ripping off that 99-yard run. And ever since then, 
it was kind of like the Cajuns were never the same again, and then Hudspeth, things started un- to unravel inside and outside that program for him. Yeah, and speak of the devil, Louisiana Tech comes in at 65. They Their analysis score is 51.8. Uh, their biggest positive, 65% conference wins. Yeah. 65%. Their biggest negative was APR, and the APR score still wasn't that bad, 9.4. Um, and then, of course, so the Bulldogs program was ranked 65th, 65th in the country. Then LSU, all the way at 12. Um, their final analysis score was 97.5. Um, their biggest positive was their draft score. That shouldn't surprise anybody. Biggest negative was their APR. They had a 9.5. Still not that bad. But LSU last five years, we when I was looking at this list, I was telling you about it and. You thought they'd be top ten. I was like, ah. Well, isn't that what we consider LSU inside this state is a, a top ten program? Well, when you're thinking about the last five years, and I think attendance has gone down. Although I don't know if this is going to reflect that because they always say hundred thousand yeah. and then, sold. Right. So I, I don't think that's properly um, represented here. Mm. Um, that that'd be for everybody though. Sure, sure. Um, that said, LSU hasn't had the banner years that. Uh, we're custom seeing they haven't had the SEC uh, seasons, you know, before last year. Uh, what were they six and two, something like that? Uh, they were like four and four. They were they were struggling to to have a winning season uh, as far as SEC goes. Um, so because of that, I I didn't anticipate a top ten finish. Twelve is actually better than I was thinking. Give us the top eleven teams in the country according to this uh, mathematical formula. Top 11 teams are at 11. You've got the Auburn Tigers. Yeah. At 10, you've got Michigan State. Number nine, Georgia. Eight, Wisconsin. Seven, USC. That's surprising. Six, Stanford. Five, Florida State. Four, Oklahoma. Three, Clemson. Mm-hmm. Two, Ohio State. I wonder who could be mm-hmm. number one. The Alabama Crimson Tide. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I thought it was. Uh, you look at the number of uh, new coaches in college football this year. Out of 130 Division One schools, 21 new guys uh, calling the shots. And you start looking at the names here. The best hires going to this year, the guys that are going to make the biggest impact. I think we could start with uh, probably Scott Frost at Nebraska, correct? Just considering what he did at Central Florida. Are we talking about? Day one impact, or are we talking about long-term impact? Those are two different things. All right. Well, day one impact, you don't think Scott Frost will make an impact because he's going to have to switch the offense and, of course, the entire uh, system that they're running. And I'm not sure. They they have some good players, but you think about the division they play in, you know, I, or the conference, I should say, that they play in. I don't expect them to make a huge jump. Now, I do expect them to be better. I think long-term, it's going to be a great marriage. I think he's going to really turn Nebraska around. Um, but if you're asking me for this year, Scott Frost is not my number one guy. Mm. Who's your number one guy? Jimbo? Dan Mullen. Oh. I think Florida returns a lot of players from last year. And, of course, everybody's like, well, they only won four games. What, what can he have? Florida has athletes. We know this. Uh, and he and his specialty is developing quarterbacks, and that's what's been struggling. That's what's been hurting Florida, just like LSU. Florida and LSU have been very similar 
over the last couple of years. They both had really good defenses. They've both, uh, you know, had the claim that they were DBU. They've actually had some fights over this, but they've both been physical offensive teams, but haven't had that consistent passing game. I think Mullen is the key to changing that for Florida. I think he's going to have an immediate impact. I'm not saying they're going to win the SEC East. I still think Georgia's the team to beat, but watch out for Florida. I think Florida will beat either Georgia or South Carolina this year. They're going to get one of those teams. The thing with Mullen, always known for doing more with less. I mean, he led Mississippi State, I think, to eight straight bowl games. They were ranked in the top 25, I believe, six of the nine years he was there. So, I mean, now he gets an opportunity to get the recruits, the high-profile guys. Now, can he make that immediate impact, that jump in the first year? We'll have to see. I think that's the easiest uh, one for me. I, I'm, I'm Dan Mullen, hands down. Uh, yeah, they look at other uh, high-profile hires, uh, Joe Moorhead, Mississippi State, and, of course, uh, Jimbo Fisher at Texas A&M. How long will it take Jimbo to make an impact with the Aggies? Not too long. I think uh, I think they're going to be better this year. I, they're the ultimate wild card. I, I've been trying all preseason to try to figure them out, try to see where they fit in into this SEC West pitcher. Are they going to be better than LSU or not, basically? Um I still think you have to, to see it before you actually say they are. So I still think LSU is going to be ahead of Texas A&M, but I think A&M will be right behind them. Ranking uh, the new coaches in the college football season, of course, uh, Chip Kelly, we remember what he did at Oregon. And then, of course, just a disastrous run in the NFL. Now he goes back to the college game. Does he find success immediately with UCLA? No. It's going to take him some time. They have a lot of issues up front. And I know his offensive system is going to help with that, but I don't think it's going to be able to completely overlook it. Right? UCLA is not finished in the top ten nationally in total offense in the last ten years. And, of course, Kelly's forte is on the sure. offensive side Sure, give of him ball. time. Give him time, and they will – I mean, they have some freakish skill players. Uh, that's, that's why a lot of people were upset with how UCLA could, uh, repeatedly underachieved because they get some of the best skill players in the country and then they don't really do anything with them. And, of course, you had a player like Josh Rosen last year. Should have been able to be more successful. But, again, a lot of those problems come up front. A lot of people don't look at that. He's got some serious issues up front to fix. You look at other new coaches across uh, college football, we've talked at length, of course, the impact that Chad Morris can make at Arkansas, especially <laughs> early on. Uh, Kevin someone we all remember what he did at Houston, then Texas A&M. He's found a new home in Arizona. I guess he hasn't run off any quarterbacks yet. He certainly has a good one returning there for the Wildcats. Offensively, they're once again going to do some pretty special things. Yeah. But can they stop anybody? I think it's a pretty cool combo, Kevin Sumlin and Khalil Tate. I want to see what he can, how he can use Khalil Tate's special abilities. He is a special player. Uh, that said, you know – I don't know how far he can take Arizona this year. I think if you're looking at it, he's in a good spot because the Pac-12 is the weakest it's been in a while. You've got Washington, Stanford, and pretty much everybody else. I know USC is still going to be pretty good, but they have to place a lot. And, and, of course, I think this is the first time – I can't remember what year it was. It's been decades since USC's had to replace their top passer, uh, receiver, and rusher. Uh, so that's going to be tough to replace. You look at some of the other hires across the country. South Alabama has a new coach. Of course, Oregon, Mario Cristobal. We remember him, of course, down yeah. at uh, Florida International. Then you got uh, Jeremy Pruitt at Tennessee. 
Cajuns, of course, with Billy Napier. What will he do? Can he make an impact immediately? And then we just saw Sonny Dykes, and, of course, his decision to coach that bowl game, he was regretting that after the first five minutes of that game versus Louisiana Tech. <laughs> yeah, Louisiana Tech put the hurt on him. Yeah. Um, I, of those, I don't know, Aaron. I think Mario Cristobal is going to be pretty successful. Yeah. I like what he's doing. He's, he's, trying, he's going out and he's recruiting these really big offensive linemen. He wants to go run the football, and he's been successful in doing that. So I want to see if he can make that transition at Oregon. And some of these other hires, obviously, at Kent State, Georgia Southern, UTEP, they really don't move the needle. But you see several different publications when they're ranking coaching hires for this year and the number 21 of them, and they have dead last the hire at Arizona State with Herm Edwards. <laughs> how much publicity, how much run are they getting out of Herm Edwards? Though? Not much. Well, you know, they, I've seen them several times now. I think we talked about it at first. But honestly, Aaron, whenever we bring it up, we bring it up in a joking matter. Yeah. Kind of like the way people used to make fun of Les Miles, yeah. the way people were now making fun of Ed Orgeron. We're kind of making fun of this with Herm Edwards because we don't think it's going to work. That's mm-hmm. the only publicity I've seen them get. Has not coached since 2008, has not coached in the college game since 1989. Yeah, let's see how this works. 888-993-7762. You can weigh in on the Darren Moody State from hotline slash text line. Coming up next, we're going to talk a little uh, high school football, break down some of the big storylines coming up this week in the Jamborees. That's up next on the Morning Drive. Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price for how many doors, cars, trucks, SUVs, the king of the road, car king. We treat you like royalty. We earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing. The king of the road, the king of the road, car king. Hey, Pokemon players, PokeCon is coming back to West Monroe. Geeked Out Gaming brings the third annual Northeast Louisiana Pokemon Convention to the West Monroe Convention Center September 29th. It's a chance for players and collectors to get together and build a local Pokemon community. But that's not all. Along with info about Pokemon and tournament play, there will be offerings from other systems such as Magic the Gathering, Warhammer, Dungeons and Dragons, and more. Plus special guest speakers, a kids activity room, and much more. Presale tickets only 5 bucks or 10 day of the show with kids under five admitted free for ticket info call geeked out gaming at 855-6627 the third annual nila pokecon saturday september 29th in the west monroe convention center sponsored by geeked out gaming the largest retro game and hobby store in north louisiana on the corner of natchitoches and cotton streets in west monroe's antique alley if you or a loved one have been injured or a victim of medical malpractice, you need to go Guerrero. I'm Lauren Guerrero, and my father is Jeff Guerrero. He has helped thousands of people who have been injured in auto accidents, offshore accidents, drug recalls, and victims of medical negligence. So if you or a loved one have been injured through no fault of your own, do what thousands of injured clients have already done. Go Guerrero. Call 24 hours a day at 325-4306 or come by the office at 2200 Forsyth Avenue in Monroe. Good morning, Louisiana. This is the Morning Drive. This hour is sponsored by Car King in Monroe. 
Jake, I know it doesn't take much to get you fired up. You've talked with a number of these coaches already, but uh, just uh, having all those guys under one roof the other yesterday for the Bayou Jam press conference, did that take it to another level for you? Yeah, it, it just it feels like it feels like the actual start. It's like uh, beforehand you're, you're talking to people waiting for it to start. I remember uh, Coach McCarty walked by and said hello and just like, football's here. Happy football. I mean, like, we're all in the setting. Uh, everyone's representing their school. It does get me fired up. It, it really does feel like the beginning. And then, of course, you've got all these jamborees kicking off Friday and continuing through the weekend. I really can't wait for it. All right, let's go through just a couple of storylines with some of these programs and, of course, things that we may look for come Friday and Saturday with uh, the two jamborees, one, of course, over at Grambling, Eddie Robinson Classic, the other being uh, the Bayou Jam, 10 years now of the Bayou Jam. They're going to move now to two days out there at Malone Stadium, two on Friday, four on Saturday. kicks off two, uh, 6 o'clock on Friday with St. Fred slugging out with Jonesboro Hodge. You heard from Jay Hodge's head coach, uh, Terrence Blankenship, in the 7 o'clock hour. This should be interesting, just uh, whether or not the Warriors can, of course, run with Jonesboro Hodge, St. Fred, with a new head coach in Andy Robinson. Yeah, I think if you're looking at going into this year, you look at both teams. For me, Jonesboro Hodge was a big surprise last year. I mean, they only won three games the year before, and they started off the season rough. And so I I was kind of guilty of not paying as much uh, attention to them. And then we have such a loyal Jonesboro Hodge fan base that they kept texting and saying, guys, look at what's happening over at Jonesboro Hodge. I want to see if – Coach Blankenship can continue that success. I want to see if they're, you know, become one of the, the teams to beat in their classification. St. Frederick's a different story. Uh, St. Frederick, of course, they have a new coach with Andy Robinson. I want to see if that district's loaded. You've got Oak Grove, Cedar Creek, OCS. That district's, I mean, Delta Charter's coming on. That district's really tough. I want to see if Record-wise, though, last year, you look at the Warriors, and what, they win three games, four three games? Three and five. But yeah. literally two near misses versus, what, Delta Cedar Charter Creek and, and OCS. Yeah. Delta Charter, forget about that. Yeah. Um, so you look at – they have some really good players. Talking about St. Frederick. Andy Williams, quarterback. Yes. Uh, Jet Polk, running back. Uh, Gavin Quarter. Um, I mean, you can go on and on. Do they have enough, though? That's that's my question. Do they have enough bodies? Because you're talking about teams like Oak Grove, who I mean everybody's in trouble when they play Oak Grove. Um, so that's I. This is our first taste to kind of see all these player players going on both sides of the ball. Uh, first chance to see Robinson as as the head coach. I'm excited about that, and I want to see if this team. I think Andy Williams was a huge spark for that team last year. I mean, he had a couple of 200 yard rushing performances as the quarterback. He, he looked like Andrew Luck, like the high school version of Andrew Luck running down the field, running people up. Remember that play he had at Stanford when he when he ran over some of those defensive backs? He just looked like that because he's that big, that that imposing. Uh, so I want to see if they can build off of that, if he can stay healthy, and if they can push for uh, contention in that district. St. Fred had a terrible matchup last year in the Bayou Jam against yeah, Sterlington. And that was just, you're like, oh. That's another good thing about this jamboree. I think the matchups are way better. Mm. I think they are way better. You keep the West Monroe Neville matchup. You keep the Washtaw Rustin matchup. But now you get St. Frederick on a more level playing field with the Jonesboro Hodge team. 
and then Sterlington going up against Bastrop. I could make the argument this is actually the best matchup of the weekend with Sterlington versus Bastrop, 8 o'clock on Friday. So uh, Sterlington stepping up in class, in classification, to go up against the Bastrop Rams. Of course, you heard from uh, uh, Coach Burnett uh, a week ago the number of players that they have returned on the defensive side of the ball. Then, of course, the plethora of weapons they have offensively, including the, including their quarterback, Hawkins, a receiving core that some are saying that's the best receiving core Bastrop has had in a number of years, which says a lot. Can Sterlington, do they have the speed, the quickness? Can they run with Bastrop? On the flip side, can Bastrop play discipline enough on the defensive line to not get pushed off the football like just about everybody does when they play Sterlington? That's Sterlington's bread and butter. And the backs, of course, that the Panthers return. I mean, they, it's just a wealth of riches back there with uh, C.J. Colvin, Malik Davis, and, of course, uh, Rieger back there, Dallas Rieger. I mean, you look what they did last week versus Cedar Creek in a scrimmage. I think they rolled up like 360, 380 yards rushing. Uh, Colvin only touched the ball, I think, six or seven times and had like 160 yards. Yeah, we still have the question of who's going to play quarterback. Uh, they still have that you know, quarterback competition. And who's going to step up and fill those big shoes of Carson Clowers, who did such a great job with that team for the last few years. So, Lots of question marks entering that game. We want to see Bastrop's defense. Can they? You know, we we know they return a lot of starters, but have they improved from last year? Bastrop were in, was in a lot of shootouts a year ago. You don't want to see uh, this team getting too many shootouts this year. Uh, those are the matchups on Friday. Of course, then it starts off on Saturday. They'll be sweating this one out at one o'clock. OCS versus Gina out at Malone Stadium. Gina is kind of like the wild card in this. Gina is a team that I think a lot of people are sleeping on this year because of how last year ended. Uh, Gina, of course, was so good in the regular season, earned the number three seed, and then was upset by Westlake in the first round. Uh, a lot of people forget that. So I think Gina is going to come into to this uh, in this into this contest anxious to play. I know all of them are, but Gina's got a bad taste in their mouth that they want to get out of get out of it, and then. You look at OCS, it's a, it's a different – this is a contrast of styles. You know, Gina is going to try to bully OCS. OCS is going to try to spread it out. Uh, so I can't wait to see these two go at it. Coach Fitz, you pointed out yesterday at the press conference, uh, the scrimmage versus Calvary uh, was painful. The fact that they lost uh, six starters are out right now with injuries, including Panky. Yeah, and he also pointed out the fact that it's – you know, that's unfortunate, but it's also a blessing that – he got to face a Calvary team that likes to spread it out like him, and now he gets to face a Gina team that likes to line it up and, and pummel you. So he gets to see both styles uh, early in the preseason, which is I think it's beneficial. Also on uh, Saturday out at ULM, you got Mangum squaring off against Oak Grove. Everybody wants to see this Oak Grove squad. Uh, oh. By all reports, they're just massive across that defensive line, literally averaging 300 pounds per man. They are hands down the favorite in district this year. They returned the most. Uh, they, you know, ran it last year. They won it last year. So you look at this team. Of course, they returned Wyatt Rawls as well, who we talked about on a weekly basis last year. He was literally Iron Man football. He would like have 100 yards rushing every week, and then he'd have 11 or 12 tackles also playing both ways. But there's something about Mangum. They're lacking that star power. Like, there's nobody we're singling out or paying attention to, but they just always – put forth a good product on the field. And I think you got to credit Tommy Tharp. We make fun of him all the time, but he's a great football coach, and his coaching staff does a great job. 
want to see what Mangum has this year because I'll never enter a football season thinking that Mangum isn't in contention for that district title. Talked to Ryan Gregory yesterday at the Jamboree, and he'll be on the show very soon. Just talked about getting over the hump. You know, three semifinal appearances. Mm-hmm. You look at last year, it appeared like the cards had finally matched up. The fact that they right. were getting Kentwood to come to yeah. their place in the semifinals. And then the game literally unraveled at the end of the first half. Went back and just watched the highlights. When Kentwood's just throwing up a jump ball at the goal line around the four or five yard line, and the Palmer kid goes up in between two Tigers and comes down with a catch and goes in for the score. Trey Palmer, who recently committed to LSU. Yeah, that's tough, man. Um, so I, I'm like you. I want to see if they can finish it, too. I think they're going to be one of the teams to beat in, in, in 1A. And I've always said this. If you're a bigger school and you schedule Oak Grove, like Wasman's going to play Oak Grove again this year, that, that just seems like the worst scheduling matchup just because they are not your typical 1A school. Also have uh, Rustin versus Washita. Typically, they square off in the Jamboree. This year is no different. Certainly some star power in this game. You look at Rustin, of course, with Outley coming back. I asked him yesterday, how much you weighing now? 143 pounds. What would you weigh last year? 143 pounds. <laughs> He's not the most imposing guy of all time, but he is a playmaker back there he for the Bearcats. shifty. Yeah. yeah, he is shifty back there. He's hard to get a hand on. Um, you look at Dylan Roberts, of course, yeah. at Washita, coming off an injury plague year. I think he rushed for over 1,000 yards, sophomore year, breakout year. He we rushed for, what, 1,500, 1,600 yards. When healthy, he is, could be one of the most dynamic players in this area. But they've also got Sean Xavier Lewis back there, too. And with Washita, you look at their defense, they don't get the credit that they deserve. They held opponents to less than 20 points per game last year. They return a lot of those defensive players from last year's unit. Washtenaw's a team to watch. And then finally, of course, the the night game. Everybody wants to see West Monroe and Neville one more time. Slug it out in the preseason before they go after it in week number five. Do we repeat last year's storyline where, if you remember, we were saying that don't pay too – like. Whatever you see in the Jamboree, it's going to be completely different in week five because Neville has a lot to grow. Now, Neville is really good up front, which is a a positive. I don't think they were as good up front at the beginning last year. They have so many fresh faces at the skill player position. They still have to figure out their quarterback situation. So it might look a little rough for Neville in this Jamboree, but we anticipate that they'll correct those things and be – uh, a well-old machine by the, by the time they play in the regular season. If I would just have to make a guess, I would say this will be a low-scoring jamboree between Neville and West Monroe. Two really good defenses going at it for yeah. sure. And, of course, uh, West still, Monroe, trying to feel, still trying yeah. to figure out their identities on offense. Yeah, West Monroe only returns two starters on offense. And, of course, they, they don't return anybody up. I mean, they return guys with experience, but no starters up front. And then, of course, over at Grambling, we got uh, four matchups on Saturday, Lincoln Prep versus Arcadia. Calvary, Ravel, Faraday, Northwest, and Evangel versus Union. We'll get in-depth with those coming up tomorrow. In fact, we're going to get in-depth coming up next with Evangel's head coach, Byron Dawson, will join us after the break. The Eagles, once again, they are loaded, ready to make another state championship run. They looked very impressive last week versus Neville. We'll get uh, Byron Dawson's perspective on the Eagles and also what he thought of Neville last week. That's coming up after the break.
y'all ready for this? The Eddie G. Robinson High School Football Classic Jamboree. Saturday, August 25th in the Robinson Memorial Stadium on the campus of Grambling State University. In its fourth year, Team Up Sports Consulting is bringing another exciting day of hard-hitting football action. Game one. The Lincoln Prep Panthers will take the field against their I-20 rival, the Arcadia Hornets, starting at 2 p.m. Game two. The Cavaliers of Calvary Baptist out of Shreveport will try to take the sting out of those tough, hard-hitting Rayville Hornets. You can get your Jamboree tickets at each of the participating schools now. Check out more details at egrobinsonclassic.com. Once again, it's on. Team Up Sports Consulting is bringing you the Eddie G. Robinson High School Football Classic Jamboree 4. Presented by Creed and Creed. Serious attorneys for serious injuries. Saturday, August 25th in Grambling, Louisiana. In the Robinson Memorial Stadium on the campus of Grambling State University. And home of the legendary coach, Eddie G. Robinson. Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price for how many doors, cars, trucks, and SUVs, the king of the road car king. We treat you like royalty, we earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing, the king of the road, the king of the road car king. Welcome to Walk-On's Bistro and Bar, where every dish starts from scratch. Fresh ingredients bring our food to life. Mouth-watering cuisine, unique flavors, and we're always more than happy to share our southern charm and culture. A love of life, family, food, friends, fun, sports, and celebrations. Walk-On's, it's game day with the taste of Louisiana. Now, let's get back to the sports on the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Car King and Monroe. Welcome back to the show. Aaron and Jake hanging out here in the Caldwell Banker Group One Realty Studio in West Monroe. We're certainly looking forward to some jamborees this weekend, including the one out at Grambling. The Eddie Robinson Classic uh, features some fantastic matchups, including the late matchup. We'll have Union slugging it out with Evangel. Eagles head coach Byron Dawson joins us on the Darren Moody State from Hotline. Coach, how are you doing this morning, bud? I'm great. How you doing? Good. We get an opportunity to see you guys uh, twice in two weeks. Of course, you scrimmaged against Neville last week. This week, you get Joe Spadafora's Farmers. First of all, uh, how exciting is it to once again part- be participating in the Eddie Robinson Classic? Great honor. Coach Robinson is a true legend, and uh, you know, to have the opportunity. Uh, Brian Lowe and the team that puts together the classic is a class act. You know, we've had the opportunity to play in several classics and showcases over the years and Gramlin is right there at the top of the list as being one of the best uh, I know when you guys were over last week and you were coming over here for the Neville uh, scrimmage did you have an opportunity to take some of your players through the uh, Eddie Robinson Museum no no but we plan on doing that this Saturday I know that'll be a uh, great opportunity for our guys to see some history and uh, just to know what type of legend Eddie Robinson is and uh what he's meant to the state of Louisiana and the country. What are you anticipating from Union, or is it more about Evangel this week? Well, you know, Coach Spadafora does a great job. Of, he always has athletic teams that are well coached. And those guys are physical. They obviously do a great job in the weight room, uh, preparing themselves physically, and we always are up for a battle. You know, we've, we've uh, 
played them in jamborees over the years several times. It's always competitive, and uh, we just you know preparing every day for the challenge. Coach, you got a lot of work in last week in the scrimmage out of Bill Ripple Stadium versus the Neville Tigers. You come away from that scrimmage. What were your biggest uh, observations, talking points to your team? Well, you know, there's so much you got to clean up. You know, we made some some mental mistakes. We had some missed assignments. You know, overall, uh, we had a good day. I was I was proud of the way our guys competed. But you know, there's just so many little things and small details that you got to get cleaned up and keep building that chemistry. I know team chemistry is key. So whenever guys trust each other and they go out and play as a family and honor God, great things happen. At the end of the scrimmage, you guys did uh, the red zone, and, of course, you guys had your issues, but then you go the quarter of live action. You had to be really proud how your team responded when you scored three times and Neville was unable to punch it into the end zone. Yeah, you know, real proud of that. Even at the end, we had a pick six and got a penalty that negated that. So, you know, to go out in a running quarter, you know, you know, and put up 21 points on a, on a great Neville team, you know, those are things that you – you know, you've got to be proud of. But at the same time, we know there's a lot that we got to build on. And, you know, that's just a scrimmage. You know, that doesn't count in the record books. And so we're just going to keep on working hard at the process of becoming better and uh, doing the little things each day. Coach Dawson, a couple of things really stood out to me about your team. Uh, first of all, the offensive line. Uh, you got some big boys up there. Uh, is this a veteran unit? How, how big are we talking the average across the front? You know, this is a veteran crew. You know, we got a couple 300-pound guys. The other guys are around that 280, 290 mark. Uh, guys are around the 6'2", to 6'4 range. So veteran group. Many of these guys have uh, played in the state championship as a sophomore. A couple of them are four-year starters. And uh, they're mostly seniors. So, yeah, veteran group. And like I said, those guys really love each other and care about each other and play with uh play as a unit so you know that would probably be one of the strengths of our team for sure a very poised quarterback back there then of course a game changer a game breaker at running back tell us a little bit about those two well you know the quarterback is is a uh second year starter he was a sophomore uh he's considered one of the top baseball players in the country right now and you know he does a great job and he's got some football offers also but you know, Blake's, Blake's getting better and better with time. You know, each time he comes out, he's maturing more and he's getting better and he's trusting uh, his reads and following through on his fundamentals. So I feel like the sky's the limit. And Tamar Long is a uh, three-year starter at running back and been our leading rusher for the past couple years. And so we're really leaning on him this year also. Myron Dawson, Evangel's head coach, joins us on the Darren Moody State Farm Hotline. Coach, you look at last year, of course, you made a championship run. You make it all the way to the Dome. You lose a tough game to uh, Catholic. How has that motivated your team and your program this offseason? Well, it just, it just uh, you know, pushed us, you know, to work so hard and uh, to get right there and not uh, finish the job. You know, that, that has motivated us and driven us through, uh, through our offseason. But, you know, that's in the past. We're totally focused. Now, the great thing about football is no matter if you win the state championship or you lose, everybody gets to reset. Everybody gets to clean, slate, reset, restart button. And so we know we're going to take that opportunity 
you know, we can't change the past, so we just move on, keep working hard, and make sure that we learn from our mistakes and use that as motivation to drive us this year. Coach, you played in the heyday of Evangel before going off to LSU. How have things kind of changed, or have they not changed in the Shreveport area with Evangel? Uh, you know, you know, we, uh, you know, Evangel has been through so many cycles. I know uh, when I first came back here in '05, we were forced down to play in uh, 1A, so we were playing teams like Cotton Valley and Sarepta, and we were 1A football. And then, you know, pre pre district in our non district games, we would play South Lake Carroll, number one ranked team in the country, and Lufkin. We'll play top teams from around the nation, and then we'll get in district, and we're playing more smaller towns, and mm. you know. And so, uh, I feel like we're in full circle now because since they've allowed us to play up in classifications, we've had the opportunity uh, to play against great teams again throughout the year, great 5A programs, and uh, you know we had some very competitive games when we played those 1A and 2A schools. But I feel like we've come in full circle because, that, you know, at, at, at one point, if you recall the heyday, was the years when we were playing the West Monroe's and the Washita's and all those larger classification schools. And it's just a bigger game atmosphere, more fans, bigger venues. And so we're just excited about that. We feel like we came in full circle to be able to play back up in 5A football and play against the larger schools in Shreveport and Bolger and a tough District 1 5A. And so we're just excited about that. And then, of course, this year you look at your, your non-district schedule, I and mean, you got some heavyweights from Texas once again. Oh, yeah, Bishop Don is one of the top schools in Texas, and then we played a 7A state champs from Arkansas and North Little Rock. And then after that, we play, I think, the second largest school in Texas right now, Duncanville. And the last couple of years we've been playing Allen, which is the largest school in Texas. <laughs> So we truly believe that iron sharpens iron and you get better by playing great competition. Iron Dawson, I'm always curious, how hard is it to make one of these matchups or to make it work, working out your schedules? Then second of all, they obviously have a major advantage, you guys, on depth. You know, uh, you know you're talking about teams that have uh, hundreds of kids, uh, 30 or 40 coaches, easy. You know, we have about eight coaches. And, uh, uh, you know, when we played Neville, we dressed about 45, you know. (laughs) And so, and that's it. You know, home games, we may dress about 55, but that's it. That's 9th through 12th grade. So, yes, to play against teams that have hundreds of players and more coaches and support staff than we have football players, that's a great challenge. But we just have to be in tip-top shape. We've got to make sure that we train harder and we just focus on the things we can't control. We know this, that there's only 11 guys that they can put out on the field at a time. So we want to make sure that our 11 is prepared and doing the things that they need to do to be successful. Byron Dawson played on a 15-0 and 0, uh, squad at Evangelos, ranked 17th in the country uh, his senior year, coached by Dennis Dunn, of course, during that time. Did you know that this is what you wanted to do uh, was to get into coaching once uh, your college eligibility expired? No, I had no idea. You know, this yeah. you know this kind of evolved after I finished playing college football, and I was asked to help coach a, 
at a university lab school in Baton Rouge, a little fifth and sixth grade team. And I just felt like this was my niche. I had a strong passion for it. And then I was hired on to play at uh, Redemptors in Baton Rouge, a very successful program. And then uh, I got the call to come back home and work for Coach Dunn as a defensive line coach. And the rest is history. Your coaching uh, philosophy, do you take a majority of it from Dunn? How much from Saban, or is it kind of a mixture of everybody? It's a gumbo from everybody. You know, Coach Saban is the consonant professional uh, from just how how we dressed, how we act, and he had a strong emphasis on the little things. Coach Dunn was big about uh, character and worship and Denny Duran has been my biggest influence and mentor. Uh, he's someone that's still around. He's the chancellor of Evangel. He's our offensive coordinator, and we're so excited about having him. But just the God first, biblical principles, you know, if I had to say my biggest influence would be Jesus Christ. You know, that's, that's what Evangel's built on. So those biblical principles and what Pastor Denny has taught and, and uh, used for years, all of that, has been the uh, constant here at Evangel. So it's just an honor to be able to coach at a place like this. Coach Dawson, everybody looks at John Curtis and Evangel as two of the programs that uh, kind of ignited or caused this uh, split in the LHSA. When you hear that, does that disturb you, and do you believe the split is good for LHSA right now? Well, you know, it doesn't bother me. You know, we're going we're gonna to make the best out of whatever situation. If we're playing 1A ball, we're gonna we're gonna try to make uh, the best out of that situation, and we're gonna honor our authority. So we're under the authority of Louisiana High School Athletic Association, and so we're gonna honor that. You know, we've never been the person to to you know have anything negative to say or to disrespect them. You know, they're doing the best that they can, and everything has a vote. And so you know, we're gonna honor the principles of our state and our authority, and we're gonna make the best out of it. I feel like. You know, just as having the opportunity to play up, we're just so grateful for that because we just want to play the best. We want to be in the league with John Curtis and competitive people. So, you know, that stretches us, that pushes us, that, you know, that drives us to be to be great and, uh, you know, to, to believe in excellence. And so I feel like uh, we're happy. We're happy. We're excited. And at the end of the day, this game is all about kids anyway. It's all about teaching, developing young men, teaching them how to be responsible and accountable and, and good citizens and good fathers and husbands. And so that's the biggest gift that this game gives you anyway. Coach Dawson, got a good-looking team. We look forward to seeing you guys down in the Dome. We really look forward to seeing you this weekend out at Eddie Robinson Stadium squaring off against Union Saturday night at 8 o'clock. We certainly appreciate the time. Good luck this year, bud. All right, thank you so much. God bless. Myron Dawson, Evangel's head coach. So what's crazy about Evangel is you look at it, before losing to Catholic in the state title game last year, they won 20 of 21 games. That's at the highest level. You're talking about playing teams like Allen. And really, that win streak came after both Allen and Neville embarrassed them in 2016. Remember at the Battle of the Border, uh, Neville really put it on Evangel, yeah. and I was wondering, like, man, what has happened? And to we Evangel? were like, is over is Evangel overrated, or what's going on here? Because it no. was was it twenty eight nothing and a half or thirty five nothing? I think it was twenty eight nothing. Yeah. It was. I mean, Neville was, and that was one of Neville's best teams yeah. too. But still, Neville was putting it on them, and then Evangel went on to win 
uh, the state championship. I think they blew out Scotlandville yeah. in the state championship game. And, of course, they lost 14-6 to to Catholic last mm. year. So, Evangel, everything's fine over there. Mm. They are still the power that we thought they were. They just don't have the numbers. And you could see it the other night versus Neville, the, the drop-off from first to second team, especially in that offensive line. And when the first team's out there running, you can tell. I mean, the running back is something special. You talked about the quarterback and offensive line were just huge. Yeah, they were. Yeah, for sure. 888-993-7762. Good stuff there from Evangel's head coach, Byron Dawson. Let's take a timeout. Coming up next, our parting shots on the morning drive. Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price for how many doors, cars, trucks, and SUVs, the king of the road car king. We treat you like royalty. We earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing. The king of the road, the king of the road, car king. Whether you have a sports or an orthopedic injury, nagging low back or neck pain, work-related injury, or even vertigo, get the care and treatment you need at Legacy Outpatient Therapy Services. LOTS has been a reliable health care provider for Ruston and the surrounding communities for over 15 years. Give Chase Patterson and his team of skilled therapists a call at 318-255-9601 or visit our website at LegacyRehab.net. LOTS, official partner of Louisiana Tech Athletics and your home for trusted therapy solutions. Powered by Legacy Rehabilitation. If you or a loved one have been injured or a victim of medical malpractice, you need to go Guerrero. I'm Lauren Guerrero, and my father is Jeff Guerrero. He has helped thousands of people who have been injured in auto accidents, offshore accidents, drug recalls, and victims of medical negligence. So if you or a loved one have been injured through no fault of your own, do what thousands of injured clients have already done. Go Guerrero. Call 24 hours a day at 325-4306 or come by the office at 2200 Forsyth Avenue in Monroe. Good morning. Here's latest weather conditions for our area. Mostly sunny skies with hot and humid conditions today and a high of 92 degrees. Mostly clear skies a bit cooler on tonight, a low 69. Mostly sunny skies on tap for tomorrow with a high of 93 degrees. Local sports talk is on the air. On the morning drive, this hour is sponsored by Car King and Monroe. Welcome back to the show. Take you right in with a bang. Always. It is called Parting Shots. I deal in reality, Dietrich. I don't deal in some, some hair-highlighted, gaffieri, wannabe fantasy land. That's the most negative statement that I hear from fans and media ever. So I'd really rather not have any more questions about, is it okay to lose this game? It's never okay to lose a game. Congratulations. Um, Congratulations. I lost. You lost? Yes. Oh, I was told that you won. I'm sorry. Okay, sans français, s'il vous all right, Jake, I'll go first. I don't know if you saw this story or not, but uh, Fox Sports' uh, Jen Hale, of course, a uh, former co-worker of mine at KNOE, she was back with me in the uh, early 2000s. I didn't she, know that. She was a weekend news anchor. Didn't even know she had interest in sports at the time. Mm. But now, of course, she's moved on to uh, Fox Sports, does a lot of different sideline reports. A uh, story came out involving her from a few years ago when she was uh, 38 and she was having some uh, – heart issues and she was basically couldn't figure out what the problem was just thought it was, she was getting up there her age had something to do with it she was always fatigued uh, would literally sometimes sleep for 15 hours at a time this was during the football season 
So she goes and gets uh, checked out, and she's diagnosed with having a heart disease. And at the age of 38, Jen Hale, the doctors basically told her she needed a, would have five years to live or needed a heart transplant. Wow. So then she started uh, researching ways to, you know, fight it. Uh, they gave her uh, medication that would hopefully reduce the size of her heart and return it to a better working order. She was given a, something called a life vest device to wear under her clothes would monitor and shock her heart if necessary. And, of course, she continued to work, and now uh, she's not on the list to get a, a heart transplant, and she has uh, told numerous people there's a story in Women's Health that her heart is now back to working at 50% capacity, so uh, things are looking up for Jen Hale. So just a remarkable story, and it just shows you you never know when something like That's this right. can come up. Yeah, you never never knew she had any problems. Yeah. She does a great job, too. Yeah. A lot of people know her for her work, of course, with the, the Pelicans, Pelicans and the yeah. sidelines report and the relationship that she's developed, of course, and the job that she does. She does a fantastic job. So nice to see Jen Hale is back to being up and running and able to do her job at uh, – do it well this year for Fox Sports. Yeah, and I had no idea that you worked with her. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. All right, so my parting shot is a way of trying to save you money. So. We're all ears. <laughs> I figured that would get your attention. I feel like ESPN Plus, sooner rather than later, you're going to get it. Mm-hmm. Even you, people like you, Aaron, being cheap, will get it. Now, it's just because of the number of games that will be on there. The number there. of games, the content they'll have. You look at the Sunbelt Conference, and I don't mean to step on your, your feet here, but, of course, they're required, and every school now has literally their own little uh, van, uh, TV production-wise, so they will broadcast every one of their home games. And a majority of them, of course, will be on ESPN+. Plus. Mm-hmm. So... Here's a way to kind of save money and get it, but you got to act on it quickly. As of August 28th, your subscription to ESPN Insider, which is where you can get exclusive stuff on you know, NBA Draft, you'll get all the Mel Kuyper stuff. Uh, they break down recruits. It's it's a lot of additional, really good content. Usually, their best stuff. Yes, but you have to pay for it. Um, so, is this just a plug for ESPN to get people signed up? No, I'm actually telling people this to try to get them to save money because I'm going to do this myself when I go home today. Um, So if you if you go ahead and and sign up for the subscription to ESPN Insider, it's forty dollars a year. So you pay your forty dollars. And then as of August 28th, those of you who have ESPN Insider will also get access to ESPN Plus. So you're paying $40 a year for ESPN Plus and Insider. Mm. Now, if you wait until after August 28th, you'll have to pay $50. So you save yourself $10 there. Um, I'm not sure if um, – I think you still would get ESPN Plus, but, um, yeah, you would have to pay an additional $10. And here's here's a clarification on it. Someone said, hold on. If I pay the annual $40 price, I'll automatically have ESPN Plus just like that. Uh, this guy, Jonathan – uh, Javini, I don't know, he, he responds, that's correct. You're grandfathered into the $39.99 price. New subscribers will be charged $49.99. I just checked, and it looks like you can still sign up for the Insider at $39.99 rate. But <laughs> what? Am I going too fast? No, it's because Aaron checks in. Great name, and I was thinking the same thing. Do you get a kickback on this? you get a commission? I'm just trying to look out for the people, man. <laughs> Save yourself some money. Our, I feel like we're all going to get ESPN Plus at some point. Right. 
why not get the insider with it and why not get it for cheaper if you don't if you look if you want to wait it out be my guest i'm jumping on this how much fun have we had while we're on this with the the Ryan Russillo story? And I've always said that I thought it was a bad career move on his part what Listen he did going to the podcast. And then uh, there are reports now coming out that he's uh, re-signing, he's re-upping with uh, ESPN. Yeah, more more podcasts. Yeah. More podcasts, but now of course they're going to give him additional TV work, and that's all he wanted, I think, from the first from the get go. Okay, no problem with that. Yeah. Why do you hate on the guy? Well, I just thought he already had it made. He had his own show. It was working out He's well. Get some TV he was time. getting to do his little NBA segments. I was just like, why? He does that on his podcast. And like I said, he's, now he doesn't have the platform. When's the last time I have seen or heard from Ryan Russillo? Yeah, I love how you had to change that to I. Because <laughs> well, yeah. if you would have said you, I would have said this morning. I listened to him and Scott Van Pelt this morning. Oh, brother. Well, let's get with the new times. All right, what do we got going on tomorrow? Top 10 Thursday, uh, this is our last Top 10 Thursday uh, because we will transition to Top 10 games every Friday night. I hope you come strong tomorrow then. Do we have a good subject tomorrow? Top topic? 10 NFL storylines. All right. That's interesting enough, right? Mm. Kaepernick better not be in your Top Kaepernick's 10. Kaepernick's number one. <laughs> number two, how often will we see people protesting the national anthem? Uh, Des Bryant in the Top 10. Number three, yeah. Des Bryant in a Cleve Brown <laughs> Cleveland, Cleveland Brown in a Cleveland Brown uniform. Hmm. What else you got? Any more? Number four, Baker Mayfield, yeah, rookie of the year, yeah. MVP. Don't give up all your good material today. It's Wednesday. It's a Thursday, <laughs> top ten Thursday. Yeah, top ten Thursday coming at you tomorrow. Uh, we'll continue our high school previews on the same. Louisiana Tech athlete, athletic director Tommy McClellan will join us at 8 o'clock. And then uh, later on in the show, the organizer of the Eddie Robinson Classic, Brian Lowe will also join us. We'll have a number of our high school coaches on. Tomorrow we'll probably have a Joey Pender on also, of course, Ooh. as they get ready to honor him this weekend out at the Bayou Gym. I hope he brings the one-liners. Hopefully so. Had fun today. Certainly appreciate Dr. Saul Graves for joining us. Terrence Blankenship from Jonesboro Hodge, from Evangel Byron Dawson, and, and of course, Jake Martin. Hey, he thanks me. <laughs> Oh. Everybody have a great day. The Edge is coming up next. We'll yell at you bright and early tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. if the alarm clock goes off on time. It better. Later. Thanks for listening to the best of the morning drive with Dietrich and White. To listen live every day, tune in at ESPN977.com or subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find podcasts. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.